This is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 61, with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo. That's right. We are a comic book podcast. You can visit our website at marvel616politics.com. Email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Or catch us up on Twitter at 616politics. You can also visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Or give us a call with a question, comment, or concern at 616-755-TINA. That's right, and uh, this episode is brought to you, of course, by discount comic book service, DCB Service, where you can get all your single issues at 40, 50, 75% off. Uh, They're doing the uh, Marvel, all new Marvel now, at a 50% off bundle. Go check it out, dcbservice.com, and uh, visit their sister site, In Stock Trades, anything over $50. Any purchase over $50 is free shipping. And you can use our uh, one-time use only promo code MARVELPOL8 to get an additional 8% off. That's 58% if uh, you're buying that bundle, the all-new Marvel Now bundle. I mean, that's a a pretty good deal, you know? Yeah, it's huge. That's great. I would say if you're going to use it, you know, since it's one-time use only... Make sure you throw a ton of stuff in the shopping cart. I kind of feel bad saying that just because whenever they we use, whenever a listener uses that Marvel POL8 code, uh, actually DCBS loses money. But they get a customer for life. For life! <laughs> they're actually working out a deal with me right now. They There's something I wanted that's not on their site that they're going to try and pre-order for me. So really? They've got good customer service. Man, I tell you, they bend over backwards, huh? Yeah, and I think it might hurt. So mm, mm. We are also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. Community Retail Partnership, uh, you can look at, up them on facebook.com slash community retail partnership or their website, crpsavings.com. What they are is basically a Sam's Club card, but for Office Depot. You can save up to 80% off some of your Office Depot items, uh, especially with uh, Thanksgiving Day, the day after Thanksgiving coming up and the Black Friday sales. Um, with your CRP membership, if it's lower with CRP, you get that price. If it's lower with, uh, the Black Friday sale, you get that price, but always use your CRP membership. Yes. And that is fantastic. I just heard that they renewed their contract for these prices for the next three years. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are pretty excited. They posted a, uh, a Keurig deal today. It's, it's not as, it's not like the dollar Keurig that they had going on earlier, but, uh, they, uh, they, they just don't have some great prices on, on everything that you could need concerning office supplies, snacks, furniture, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I, 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 last time uh, we recorded, I told you I, had the, I bought the K-Cups, um, and I got them for a discounted price. I think I got them for 30% off. I can't remember. It's probably 30% off in the store, but then I realized that I need to go online to their uh, business.officedepot.com dot com site uh to get the crp savings and uh they sell them for 20 
I think a 24 pack instead of an 18 or 16 pack. So I, I got to do that. We're running out already. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's We're drinking so much coffee, man. <laughs> so, Jared, what's new? Andy, n- n- a whole lot. Not a whole lot or a whole lot? Yeah, it's kind of like which one, you know? Right, right. That's what I'm sitting here asking you. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, uh, not a whole lot. Oh, oh. <laughs> dude, I, I talked to... a ton last time, and I thought I thought you'd you'd be all over this mug. Oh well, I went to a comic show yesterday. Yeah, which I was really excited about. Right. Um, which one? Which one? It is. I don't even know what it's called. It's it's a comic show that they have three times a year in uh, Columbus. It's not a big show. It's like it's in the the water park, like in a a, a lounge in there. It's not huge, uh, but it's like you know three hundred people. Got um, but I I always walk away with you know bags full of stuff, and I only left with one book and one toy, so I was kind of bummed. What? Which? What? What happened? I don't know. They just the they didn't bring their A game, I guess. I just kept going through. I'm a trades guy. I get all my single issues up front, read them, but then I, I like to keep them in trades and get rid of the the floppies. And uh, you and me both, buddy. It was just like lots of incredible Hercules trade paperbacks <sighs> and a lot of the darkness from Image or Wildstorm or whoever. Yeah. And just old stuff. I, like there was nothing, nothing new. So I, I got a, an Excalibur Visionaries uh, by Alan Davis that I didn't have. Ooh, that sounds terrible. Oh, no. No, that's good. I'm trying <laughs> to get the whole set. <laughs> it was only five bucks, and those things normally go between 15 and 30 So Wow. That was good. And I got a Cloak and Dagger Marvel Select figure for 8 bucks, which, you know, normally is 20 And, uh... I guess I did get I got four superhero squad figures for two dollars. So, oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, it was just kind of a bummer, you know. Columbus, it was half a tank of gas, and I, I like to to make multiple trips to the car because I have so much stuff. But in uh in April or March is the big Dayton Gem City Comic Con, which is just the best show I've ever been to. So now, I'll did, save my money for that one. Did you uh did you see any of those Daredevil trades or issues? No, no. You, I know you were looking for a couple from Bendis' run, and um, it was like super, super old stuff, like 70s and 80s books, or mm. stuff that came out last week. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it was just kind of disappointing. I, I always go to those shows, and the guy that runs it, he's a really nice guy, Jeff Harper. Uh, Jeff Harper Productions, he, he's a great guy. He always asked me about which Marvel movie I was in this week, and, <laughs> and uh, He's just a really nice guy. Runs a good, clean show. Just uh, people didn't bring their stuff. <laughs> so uh, you mean they they had stuff from last week? Where they had trades from this recently? No, no. That's why I'm saying like nothing. Oh. No, if they would have had recent trades, I would have got those. Yeah. I started looking around uh, as I sit and watch TV at night with my wife. I compile spreadsheets about which issues are collected in which trades. Oh, you can get that's already done, man. Where? Where? On Wikipedia. Where? Just in general on Wikipedia? Like Excalibur. You type in Excalibur. 
and it comes up with you know the the issues and it says collected and you click collected and it tells you every trade of Excalibur and what issues it collects. Oh, let me try this. You gonna do that now? Yes. <laughs> I, okay. It saved me a ton of time. Okay, so I'm gonna say new X Men. Okay. No, I'm gonna say uncanny X Men. Okay. All right, all right. We Go. are not sponsored by Wikipedia. Okay, so collected editions. Oh, okay. Isn't okay. that nice? Dreams and Eva Destruction. Okay, Poptopia. That's where I'm starting to collect from. Isn't that nice? That is. Wait a minute. X-Men Core collects the same issues, but it has the 2001 annual? I know. They're starting to repeat, and so you have to buy, rebuy trades in order to get this or that. What? And that came out in October of 2013? Poptopia didn't come out in February... Oh, February 2002. Yeah, it did. I thought it said February 2012. Okay, so I have Uncanny X-Men Hope, Dominant Species, Holy War, The Draco. Ugh. She Lies with Angels, Bright New Morning. I have, I checked last night, I have the New Age volume, End of History, Cruelest Cut, On Ice, House of M, End of Greys, First Forsaken, and Rise of All the Sheer Empire, and Extremists. That's where I left off. So right around issue 491? Yeah, so I need everything from Messiah Complex on. Yeah. Oh, this is good, man. Yeah. I love it. It's a great resource. I feel terrible that I went to all that work and did all that. Well, now you have more time when you're watching TV to actually watch TV. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have more time to spend quality time with, with your, your children. <laughs> watching TV? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's new with you, man? Um, I, for Christmas, got the... I think I completed my Bendis Brubaker Daredevil run. You did that yesterday? Um, yes. Yeah. I'm working on I I'm going to I'm going to collect all the way to through Shadowland and then I I think I'll be done. I don't think I'm going to touch the Mark Wade stuff. Are you doing floppies or trades? Trades. Trades or hardcovers, they don't have to be the same. No, I'm glad you said that cuz I was looking for the floppies for you. Oh, well, it's not the ones I asked for aren't collected in a trade. Issue 20 through 25 is isn't in a trade. Or are they? Not com- not from what I saw, but let's check Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like so I got I got that, and then uh, I got some uh, the Gauntlet Spider-Man trades, and I got some Thunderbolts trades. Uh, On eBay. Yeah, from when Ellis was uh, was writing them. Oh, that was really dark. Oh, that's the good stuff, though. Yeah, it was very good. I've got those collected too. You had the you had those Ellis ones. Yeah, what I did is there was um somebody that had the whole series of Thunderbolts from issue one all the way up to Dark Rain, bound in nine different volumes, and I bought those. Wait a minute, I thought was those the ones that you were selling? I sold um the first seven ones, but I kept eight and nine. Why? Because the stories were like, Bleh. The ones with the Green Goblin with Osborn running the Thunderbolts? Oh, no, no, no. I kept those. I kept Volume 8 and 9, which was was like the, the dark, okay. like almost the dark Thunderbolts. But okay, yeah. Some of that stuff that came out in the early 2000s and the late 90s was just... Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, I just couldn't see myself ever going back and rereading it. Yeah, no. 
Well, so. this the, this Daredevil doesn't have collected editions on its wiki page, so we're uh, gonna we're gonna have to do this. Uh, you let me down. You let me down. No, I'm thinking you you're looking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that may be true. <laughs> so nothing else is going on with me, really. Yeah, we has it been what two weeks since we've recorded? Has it two or three? Two. I mean, I we're doing pretty good i know right so now we got nothing to talk about it's crazy no no that's good i mean we because we used to do it more on a regular basis and there for a while oh booyah found it <laughs> <laughs> all right where is it wikipedia what do i need to look up type daredevil daredevil okay go to daredevil marvel comics got it i'm there Go to Publication History. Publication History. Okay. List of Daredevil titles. Uh, I'm not seeing that. Oh, gosh. Publication History. Oh, oh, right there. Further information. List of Daredevil titles. Got it. Collected it. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't on that page. Okay. <laughs> so you're looking for... What are you looking for? Issues 20 through 25. See right between Wake Up and Underboss? It's a, It goes from issue 19 to issue 26. That's that's weird. I wonder why it does that. Yeah. Well, I picked up the single issues. Dude, this guy on eBay was selling the single issues 20 to 25 for $27. Right? And then I searched a little bit more. I found issues 16 to 38 for 99 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Because at first I was like, well, you know how you can make a best offer or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I offered him $15 because I figured, well, that's what I would pay probably when it gets with shipping and everything on the other one. It'll probably get up to, you know, 10 bucks plus shipping. Uh, and so I was like, well, I'll just get what I need because I already have the other issues and then I'll either have to give them away or resell them. And so this will save me some trouble. Well, the guy comes back after I said $15 and he... He went down from 27 to 25. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I just started bidding on the other thing, and it got up to $17. So, oh, I, good. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're a big eBay guy, aren't you? Um, I, I bought a lot. I shop for all my clothes on eBay. Now, how does that work? <clears throat> how do you know they're going to fit? I don't. In, that's, I consider that when I bid on them. For the price. So do you have you, do you usually have a fairly good experience? Well, basically what I do is buy the exact same thing I have. Like if I have khakis like Dockers or something or Old Navy pants that I really like, it's just they're getting worn out. I look for the exact same model or whatever they're called, style, and same size. So are you telling me that like you're probably still wearing the stuff that you wore in high school? Uh, you mean same size or same style? Like the same style, like Dockers, 1997. Yeah, I'm pretty close. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's, there's some that Jackie gets me. Like, I hate going shopping. I hate it. So Jackie will buy me stuff, and then I'll try it on at home and say, this works, this doesn't work. And then that's how I'll, you know, stay up on the styles. Oh, so you do stay up on, like, current trends and stuff. Well, I mean, it's all like work clothes. It's all khakis and stuff. 
Okay. But the Might pants I'm wearing right now, goodness gracious, I don't like them because they make me look super high-waisted. They look like, you know those safari pants? <laughs> yeah. They have the like the pockets coming out the sides that there's no real reason for them. It's like you, you, you're you trying to stuff three legs in one pant leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they look like that when you're walking down the hall. I don't like it. I don't like it. Where did you get them? I don't know. Jackie got them somewhere. I don't know. And see, I found them in my closet with the tags on it, and she hadn't brought home pants in a good year. So <laughs> I found two pair of pants in my closet like that, and I was like, oh, I should have tried these on earlier. Uh, do they have, like, elastic waistband? No. <laughs> I don't know what you're insinuating there. No, I just thought maybe they're like mom jeans. <laughs> they're not mom jeans. Are they stonewashed? <laughs> I, have, I don't know what that even means. <laughs> uh, I don't think they are. <laughs> I don't know what stonewash is. What is that? It's those 80 jeans where it's like they're they're white and blue. Just go to Google Images and type in stone type it type in stonewash jean. Google.com stonewash washed wash. Jeans? Stonewashed jeans. Okay, do it. Show me. So they're they're blue and then they have white bleach marks on them? Yeah, that was the big thing. That's dumb. Are you? Do you have stonewashed jeans? Is that what you're wearing right now? No, I'm wearing these balloon pants that I wore to work. Oh, so you're wearing like hammer pants. No, <laughs> those are parachute pants. Right? <laughs> Dude, I hate the jeans with these little, what do they call them, whiskers? So <laughs> what? Stupid. Like these, it's like when you sit down, it's like you spilled bleach on yourself when, because they're all, I don't know, like the wrinkles of where you it would bunch when you normally sit down, they're discolored. Gotcha. Why do they do that? I don't know. These pants are dumb. I Jennifer is the fashionista, so whatever she buys, I wear. The fashionista. So she buys your clothes too, huh? Oh, absolutely. She okay. knows what's trendy, and she knows all the styles, so she keeps it hip and happening. <laughs> all right, let's let's uh, let's look up pictures of Jared Mayo. See if we can find. Oh, you know what? You come up as actually the very first. I can't believe it. Images, pictures of Jared Marrow. You were the first picture. Me and Gen- Jennifer and I with the dinosaur behind her head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And then there's some crazy lady in a like Xeno Warrior Princess. Oh, wait, no. Then that, that picture That's goes Furley. To... What? That's Furley. I don't know who that is. That's Tina's background dancer. Dude, the second picture is the, our image of you with the with the crazy hair. <laughs> That's great. And then you got two kids that have the same hairstyle as you. Those are my nephews. I hate to tell you, man, but it looks like your hair is thinning in the front. Why would you even say that to me? Is it, though? We're, we don't... Like, that has nothing to do with comic books. <laughs> you say I weigh 90 pounds. Look, when you look up Andy Kirby, nothing <laughs> comes up. Oh, actually, a picture that we used comes up, but not of me. I'll have to look. It's a guy holding a glass of, of beer, and he's got long hair and a, and a beard-looking thing. <laughs> I think we <laughs> used that for one of our image, one of our episode covers. Oh, okay. The first picture that I get is some big guy in a red tie. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. not me. I don't weigh 400 pounds. I know. It's hard to get pictures of you. I know, on purpose. 
Yeah, well, I've been on Jackie's page. Does she have pictures of me? There's a couple pictures. Dude, I'm, I'm, I haven't shaved since the, the end of October. What? Do you have, like, a, a Duck Dynasty beard? Yeah, it's that big. No. For real? No. Oh. But it is pretty It's pretty impressive. I'm not going to lie. Wow. Are you doing the No Shave November? Is that why? Um, I am not shaving in November. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm probably not gonna shave until um, after I get back from Christmas. After you get back from, where are you going for Christmas? Well, don't rob my house, but I'm going <laughs> up to Michigan. <laughs> I'm going to send this picture to you so you can check out my beard. What's in Michigan? Uh, Jackie's folks. Oh, do you have a layover in Ohio? Oh, I don't think we do, but I can check. I'm assuming you're flying. No, no, no. We're driving. What? We're driving. Dude, we have to see each other then. <laughs> I'll see if it's in the budget, but I'll see what I can do, yeah. What, in the budget to stop your car? <laughs> I don't know if, uh, let's see, map of United States. You're going to have to go through Ohio to get to Michigan. Are we? Well, yeah, you don't want to go through Indiana. Let me see here. Let me let me let me double check. Let me see my geography here. No, we're gonna have to. The straightest shot is through Indiana, man. Oh my god, you're gonna be that close and not even stop. You know what? The straightest shot is through Fort Wayne, Indiana, where they have the brick and mortar store for discount comic book service. Huzzah! Huzzah! Well. I'll see what I can do. But, I mean, once you get to Indianapolis, you got to take like a three-hour drive over to Dayton. And then we're going to try to do this in two days because I don't get that much time off. You're the boss. I'm the boss. You're the – okay, so you're the boss of your company. Right. I run – I'm the president of the company, yes. You're not going to – and I'm your best friend. And, oh, we have a, we have a light out in the living room. Oh. Um and I'm your best friend, and we haven't seen we've seen each other once, like in the past ten years. <laughs> and you're gonna be within spitting distance, and you're gonna keep going. I'll see what I can do. Uh, it sounds as though I feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, wait, how many hours? Is 14 no. hours to your house? Look, if it's if it's 14 hours, then maybe I can. We, we might be able to swing it. I don't know. No, that's fine. Jennifer and I were just going to be down in New Orleans for Mardi Gras, but we're not able to stop by. <laughs> Are you really? You're not going to. See, how dumb does that sound? You're like, well, that'd be stupid. You should swing by. Hey, so uh, when, I, when, I, <laughs> when I shave this beard, what I'm going to do is shave everything, except I'm going to do the trucker stash all the way down to my chin. So I'm going to have the mustache and go all the way down to my chin and then shave everything in the middle except for the, the flavor saver. Jackie won't let you do that. Oh, she'll let me. I just don't know how long it'll last. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling all that well. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see Jackie approving that. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I saw, I saw um, one of my friends who you know, Melissa, uh, recently, and she... Um, she was like, oh, my goodness, you have a beard. It's so red. <laughs> I was like, yeah. She's like, do your kids have red hair? I'm like, no. <laughs> She's like, I don't understand. I was like, I don't understand either, but it grows red, except it has white patches. Well, I don't 
I guess it is kind of, it is red, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's Daredevil red. I don't see patches. Oh, good. Is that your office? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, yes. I'm in my office. That's just not how I imagined it. Oh, it's that's the that's my favorite light in that picture in the corner of the picture. <laughs> I didn't show you all my comic books I have on the shelf here. Yeah, people come in. I had a big meeting today with a uh, with a, a recruiter from uh, or a representative from Florida, and he comes in and I'm sure he looked at all my comic books on the shelf. Oh yeah, this guy means business. <laughs> <laughs> people come into my office and they're like, "Why is it decorated this way?" And I'm like, oh, I didn't decorate anything. I have every picture or thing that is up, like, is covering some giant hole in the wall. That's the, that's why it's decorated this way. Because <laughs> this used to be a storage room. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> when they told me I was moving offices, I was like, all right, where? And they were like, well, we're going to move all that stuff out of the storage room and find another place for it. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and I never changed my name tag on the door. It still says storage. No. Yep. Is that so people will bother you? It's a yep. <laughs> storage. You don't want to come in here. It's like, wait a minute. Where's uh uh uh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. It's epic. All right. Let Let's get to it. Enough of this. Enough of this clever banner. Let's Let's do some State of the Union. The state of our union. All right, bro. First Sorry. up. Okay, we're, we're basically going to talk about two topics tonight. Unless you want to talk about, have you heard about this Brian Wood conflict? Or no? I have. Do you want to talk about that at all? No, nah, I, I don't think I, uh, yeah, I don't want to really talk about it if that's cool. Okay, that's fine. All right. The Thor movie and the all-new Marvel Now titles that are going to be released. Yay! Okay, so let's tackle the Thor movie. What do you want to go? I mean, you no, just you saw go. it. Like, no, you go. No, you go. You just saw it yesterday. You saw it first. I did. Yeah. yeah. No, I... Go ahead. What? No, no, go. I, I'm very <laughs> interested to know what you think. All right, so I was... Going, I went into it with huge expectations because I love Thor. And it's probably after Avengers, it's my favorite Marvel movie, and um, it just seemed super slow. I just felt like nothing was happening, and I I hate Kat Denning's character, and uh, like come on, let's do something. Who's Kat Denning? Um, Darcy. Yes, Darcy. Gotcha. And um. So then it started to pick up in the second act, and then the third act was like, yeah, it, it was great. But then after I left the movie theater and was talking to Jennifer and, and rethinking about stuff, like, I cannot wait to go back and see it again. I just want to go back and see it so badly. Really? Yes. I felt that way about Man of Steel. Oh, we're going to just go ahead and redact that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I that okay all right <laughs> that's totally different than how I interacted with it well of course <laughs> <laughs> okay so I'm sitting there watching the movie and all of a sudden I'm like this is kind of weird like there's more swords and lasers you know like spaceships and 
so I was kind of had to get used to that. It was it was a weird mix, you know. It was kind of like a I felt the same way I felt about the Captain America first Avenger movie. How I was like, oh, it's a period piece, but there's lasers everywhere. Yeah. And then this, I was like, yeah, Thor, Asgard, they're fighting, you know, mighty Braveheart battles. And then it's like all these, you know, throw a grenade. And I was like, I mean, really, the superior weapons are going to win this thing. It was, I know what they, they had to do. They had to kind of mix, like, super sci-fi technology with, you know, sort of your knights and castles, Nor- Nordic type stuff. Mm-hmm. And in general, I guess they did as good a job as they could have, but it was kind of off-putting. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, when I was watching it, I was kind of enjoying it, and then I, you know, I was kind of like, "Wow, this is kind of dark." There's a lot of like this, this magic, and and not a whole lot of it takes place on Earth, and I'm not really, you know, and that's what I didn't like about the first one. Um, yeah, and so you didn't like that it didn't take place on Earth. Right, I wanted more of it to take place on Earth. I re- I, I enjoyed the f- the parts on uh in on Earth in the first one. Oh, okay. And then um. So as I was sitting there, and then as I as it ended, you know, you start rehashing the movie and thinking, and you're like, I started thinking this. No, I probably will only watch this movie probably one other time in my life. What? Yeah, I didn't really enjoy it at all. Like it was, it was well done. It was a good movie, um, but it wasn't my cup of tea by any means. No. Hmm. Chris Hemsworth has eyelashes to die for, though. I'll say that. <laughs> his hair looked really dirty. I actually liked how they did his hair. <laughs> of course. I. <laughs> his hair looked bad. Oh, I love that. that I was, thought. No, I seriously thought about it. I thought. Oh, wow, I like how they did his hair like that. <laughs> oh, it looks so greasy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Um, no. I liked I liked how Mal- Malekith looked. I liked how the cursed looked. I didn't like how they talked. You know? Oh, with the subtitles and stuff? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I thought curse was awesome. Yeah, I it was pretty good. He was great, and the <laughs> The battle with Frigga and Curse and Malekith was awesome. She that was that was it. that was hands down the best scene of the movie. It was so good. I was so Jennifer and I are like like trying to fight it back, but they, she dies and they're setting her on fire and sending her over the waterfall. <laughs> Is this spoilers? Should we have said spoilers? Oh, the movie's been out for three weeks, people. <laughs> Andy literally was the only person that had not seen it. I gotta tell you, when we sat down in the theater, we were, it was like three minutes till it started and we were the only people. (laughs) Well, you went on, didn't you go on Friday? Yeah. When Hunger Games came out? (laughs) I didn't know what was coming out. (laughs) I saw some girl with a bow and arrow and and some like (laughs) bodysuit and I was like, oh, huh, must be a big movie coming out. (laughs) What? So you see you you and Jackie were probably like making out in the back and that's why you didn't care for the movie. It was a double d- No, if that was the case I would have definitely liked the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is this is the weirdest thing. Okay, I know we're not talking about the end credit scene, but like Jackie was totally put off and disgusted by the end credit scene. 
Why? Not the not the very last one, but the one the Guardians of the Galaxy one. Yeah. I don't know, but she was just totally like, oh, oh, no, no, that is gross. I don't like how they act weird. And I was like, you're right, but it's Benicio del Toro. He always acts weird. She's like, I don't care. I don't know who that is. <laughs> She's like, I will not be seeing that movie with you. I was like, he's supposed to be acting weird. That's his. <laughs> His character, I was like, it's got that, it's got that 1980s, you know, sci-fi comedy feel to it, like really, you know, British red dwarf feel to it. And she's like, I don't know what any of those things you just said mean. <laughs> like, I do not like it. She was like really disgusted by it. I was like, wow, okay. But I, I, w- just, I just kept laughing through the whole thing. I'm just picturing her saying those exact same things about your beard. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. It's weird. I'm disgusted by it. I'm gonna I don't shave know it to the flavor that. saver. I don't know what that means. It's disgusting. <laughs> I like the 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 Guardian of the Galaxy scene because I was just like I just knew all what they were talking about. Nobody else did. Oh yeah, just, dude, the collector. Hard. I was like, oh, what an interesting, what an interesting thing to give him the gems. I didn't even realize they were the gems. That's a, a whole like. What? You know? Right. Well, wait, did it show what they gave him? Like, did it show it earlier in the movie, or was it totally a one-off? What do you mean? Well, like, they gave him one gem. Yeah, they gave him the, the ether, the red gem. Oh. And they have the Tesseract. Is the Tesseract another gem? Yeah, that was the big reveal, is that the Tesseract all this time was one of the Infinity Stones. Oh, and so the ether's another infinity stone. Yeah. Okay, so they kept them in two different places. Okay, all right, I got you, I got you. Yeah, and then Collector's like, I just need five more. And you know what, the, uh, yeah, but see, him, he's not going to do anything. He'll do unscrupulous things to get them, but once he gets them, he's not going to do anything with them. He's just going to put them on display. Yeah, he just wants to keep, well, I mean, and the... uh, if it goes by the comic books. Yeah, he just wants to have them and to keep them from Thanos. Oh, he does want to keep them from Thanos or just he wants to keep them from anybody? Well, he wants to he collects a large reason that he collects a lot of things is because Thanos is trying to destroy the universe and so he collects different pieces. Him and Thanos are not friends. Oh, okay. So a lot of people are saying, "Oh, well yeah, he's going to collect them and work for Thanos, but if they follow the comic books, they're not friends at all." His, he cracked me up, man. I think about all his, the characters he plays, like the in The Usual Suspects and in Excess Baggage and Snatch. He just, that guy cracks me up. I haven't seen any of those. What? What movies have you seen with him in it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I always He always reminded me of like an older Brad Pitt. Eh. I think he looks a lot like like an old Brad Pitt. You haven't seen Snatch? No, I'm pretty sure that has a lot of language. It has a ton of language. So does Usual Suspects, yeah. Yeah. So one of us is good. (laughs) 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 Okay. Uh, Snatch is one of my favorite movies. Uh, What? Oh, yeah. I'm looking up his stuff right now. I don't think I've... Yeah, I mean, I know these movies. I know Traffic. I know Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, but I've never watched any of these. Oh, since I did see Sin City. I did not see that. 
I saw that while at Cedarville, and we were like on the edge of walking out. Uh. It was so bad. Uh, Wolfman, Seven Dayton, no. Thor Dark World, I've seen that one. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> and I'll be seeing Guardians of the Galaxy, but other than that, I haven't seen it. I, I have to say that the best thing about the, the best scene was the Frida fight, but the best thing about the whole movie, Loki was probably the, the best thing about it. The, the oh, acting, yeah. the act, Loki's acting and the lines and the dialogue he had were really, really good. Yes. So good. He's they, there's a petition to have a Loki movie, and but I I really hope it doesn't happen because it's just he's so good at what he does. You don't want to devote a whole thing to him, you know. You just it's, want to keep people coming back for more. When I saw him that he was going to play such a prominent role in this, I was like, come on, really again? This is his third movie. He's had he's in in, in about a third of the Marvel movies. It's ridiculous. But then when I saw him, I was like, oh, man, this guy is so good. Yeah. I mean, it's basically Loki 3. This is his third movie, you know? Right. He he overshined in the first one, and he was the what made Avengers so great was him and Hulk, you know? And then in this one, he just wraps it right up with the scene where he's impersonating Odin. I I think he even did better in this one than he did in Avengers. I don't. That's why I need to see this one again. I've seen Avengers probably twenty times, so I need to see <laughs> Thor again. Yeah, so I probably won't see it. I liked. I liked when it finally got to Earth again, but I don't know. It was just. It wasn't too dark for me with the people we saw it with. I think it was too dark for them. Uh, but like I said before, um, we're in Phase Two, which is like your Empire Strikes Back, where you're going to leave the audience feeling dark. So you know your Iron Man Three was dark. Thor into or the dark world is dark. Um, what I'm wondering if, if Winter Soldier is going to be dark. Is uh is Guardians of the Galaxy in Phase Two? Yeah, but Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be like an action comedy. Right. So right. I don't think it's going to be dark. I do think Cap Two is going to be dark. It's, you know, it's his costume is darker. It's a political thriller. It's a lot of shadowy behind the scenes stuff that's going on. So. I can't wait for that movie. That's another thing. When I was watching the trailer, I was like, why are we watching this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, that one came on, and then the X-Men one came on, and it's like, eh. <laughs> oh, yeah, the X-Men trailer is just terrible. And I, and Halle Berry's hair is awful. <laughs> awful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're saying, though, that it is going to be the biggest budgeted movie um after Avatar. Avatar has the record, and then they said X-Men, this X-Men one is going to have the second biggest budget of all time. What? How is that I even sure possible? They their money back. How is that possible? They're saying it's going to be a huge movie. Ugh. So, uh, do you think they're going to just do epic things with Sentinels? Well, yeah, we posted on our page a couple pictures of the Sentinels that they made, and they made some life-size ones. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of CGI, but... Did oh. we... Uh, <clears throat> I think... It... Oh, sorry, go on. No. Uh, Wolverine, they, they, he signed on for six more appearances? I... What? Did, didn't he? Didn't... Uh... Oh, man. Six more. Jack... 
Hugh Jackman, didn't he? I'd not heard six. Oh, okay. I thought I heard six more appearances, so that would be your X-Men, Wolverine 2, or The Wolverine 2, and then like four other appearances in, in X-Men and spinoff movies. Hmm. I mean, that would put him in his mid to late 50s by the time he finishes those. Yeah, but I mean, he's already in his hundreds, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess I was hoping that I'd get cast for Wolverine. I have been working out. Have you? That guy is ripped, man. Yeah. I I love that uh, that picture that surfaced of his costume. Oh yeah, that is pretty cool. But you're never gonna see. I'd rather see him in the uh, X Force uh, Kyle and Yost costume. Well, just to see him in the mask, I think would be sweet. I don't know. It would kind of take away the mis- the mystique of it all. Well, he could. But dude, if he had red lenses and the gray and black mask, that would be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, any, anything else with the Thor movie? What did Jackie think of Thor? Oh, she did not like it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then she didn't like her burger afterwards. So <laughs> it's like, what did we, why, why, why did we even go out? <laughs> it sounds kind of like the vacation. <laughs> hey, do you guys want a vacation with us? Well, we had one bad experience. We're never doing that again. <laughs> 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 well, Jennifer loved it. She was just like, did she really? Wow. She wanted. We we after we we left the theater we went and did some shopping and she's like I want to go back can we just go back right now can we go back like honey relax no <laughs> why did why did you why? say no uh because we went it was like twelve thirty at night there were no more showings oh I got you so you couldn't yeah like we really couldn't okay but you. and then you I just got to thinking I was like all right so we spent. We dropped 20 bucks to see it. Um, if we go back and see it again, even, you know, for a matinee or whatever, it'd be another 10 bucks. So we're going to drop 30 bucks on a movie that we don't own yet. And then when it comes out, I'm going to drop another 20 bucks to buy it. I don't really want to spend $50 to have Thor, you know? Yeah. So I think we're going to go see Hunger Games on Wednesday. You're into that? Uh, we're not like, not like we are Marvel, but... We liked parts of the first one. I thought so you we, said you were really not into the kids killing kids thing. Well, that's why I said we're in parts of it because that just like mortified, mortified her, and I wasn't really. It was really hard to handle that part. Did but you we, did you read the books or anything? No, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you into Hunger no, Games? No, I don't read. I don't. No way. Unless it's the Bible or a comic book. <laughs> I read some, you know, self-betterment books every once in a while, but that's about it. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really want to read World War Z. Do you really? Yeah. Why? I, I rewatched the movie, and it just talked about more of what the book's about, and I really want to read it. You like the movie? Love the movie. Oh. Did you see it? I did, actually. I don't usually see zombie flicks at all, but um, I did see it. Did you like it? I did. Um... It's not. It's by far not my favorite movie or, or anything like that. It it was probably it probably rated a, a six on a ten point scale. Okay. Yeah. We bought it and then I watched all the behind the scenes stuff, how they made it, and it just really got me more into it. The, the one part about that movie, I was like, stop getting on the microphones when they're in Jerusalem. Oh. <laughs> I was like, why are you all idiots? Why? Why? <laughs> Jennifer said the same thing. We went <laughs> the, to the drive-in to see that. 
and she's like screaming in the car and the lady at the car beside us kept looking over at us <laughs> that's the benefit of going to a, a drive-in yeah you can scream as loud as you want to. <laughs> it's in your own car <laughs> Uh, the one thing I did like about that movie is that, <laughs> spoilers, when the, the guy gets there who's going to save the world, he falls and shoots himself. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the, I was like, is this bad to laugh at? <laughs> well, that's it. Oh, the world's screwed. <laughs> <laughs> and the North Koreans, they were smart. They were just like, all right, we're going to pull everybody's teeth. Yeah. 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 And it, but it was interesting. To, we're totally not talking about Thor, but <laughs> that scientist that killed himself, his whole theory was wrong in the first place. So it was really good he didn't stick with that. I don't. I don't remember what it was. He said it was all viral. There's no way that it could be anything but viral. Well, it definitely wasn't viral. Huh. Hmm. Peeps were biting each other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just didn't like it. Yeah, I don't like the whole zombie thing. I. I, the thing I appreciated about that movie is that it it wasn't super gory, mm-hmm. you know. Like and I did later. like how heroic the dad was because he was about to jump off the building to save his family just in case he turned. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, they're making another sequel to it. Well, I, I guess I suppose. No, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you suppose it or not, they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let, let's. Okay, what, what do you? Are we done with the Thor and the end of credit scene and everything? And the World War Z section, yes. Yeah. Okay. Remember when uh, the zombies? Uh, World War Z. Okay. Um. Let's see here. The new uniforms for all new X Men. What you think? Well, I went first on the movie. Why don't you go ahead and fill me in? I like it. I don't like beasts, but I like everybody else's. Um, they're kind of, I, it's good that they're kind of having an updated look, uh, coming into their own identity in this time period. I think it seems to fit. They seem nice and clean. They don't seem dark. It's, I think it's supposed to be in stark contrast to, um, Scott's team who, you know, they're all wearing pretty dark colors. Um, and I think it reflects their idealism. I think it's good. You, you're really deep into that. No, no. <laughs> Like you thought very deeply about their costume. <laughs> it reflects their idealism and manages to balance the color scheme between the light and the what? I was just like, no, they're ugly. <laughs> okay, so you don't like them? No, they're ugly. You... <laughs> and Beast is no different. It's just a different shade of color. No, he's his collar goes all the way up to to like the back of his head, and like it becomes a helmet. Well, they're dumb. <laughs> they just look stupid. Well, like, did you but, like did you like their old costumes that they were walking around in? Well, that was their that was what they wore in the sixties. That made sense. Send their butts back. Are you there? Did I lose you? No. Uh, <laughs> it sounded like you were gonna go on. Send oh. their butts back. <laughs> no, send their butts back with their old nasty costumes and. Let's well, never I see didn't, it again. I didn't like their old uniform, so I think this is a this is good. I mean, I know that's what they wore, but yeah, I mean, they're gonna stick around here. They can't. They, there's no. No, how does it make sense? They. It will make sense. Do you not like them here? No, I've never liked them here. You said you liked all new X Men as a title. 
I did like it. It was great. It was like, you know, the different stories that were coming about with Mystique and Sabretooth and the dynamics of back, going back and forth. That's great. It's over now. Go home. Okay, we're going to shelve this issue, this this topic until we go to our current events. We're on 18 issues. They're going to mess it up. No, no, no. We can't talk about this anymore. We're going to talk about it during current events. Okay. Okay, the new series for uh, for all new Marvel now. I want you to give me a what your quick thoughts are on on these uh, Moon Knight it just got announced by Ellis Warren Ellis. Pass. Why? Uh, it's Moon Knight. He's had <laughs> he's boring. How many how many titles has he had? It doesn't work. Stop trying to put you know shove the same thing back in our face give me something new okay i'll definitely be reading it (laughs) (laughs) all new x factor but you've always liked moon knight though i have street character you know yep (laughs) (laughs) i hate it okay i love it (laughs) okay all new x factor you're gonna read that i'll read the first arc see how but you're gonna jump off the it's probably going to be more character-driven than plot-driven. Um, yeah, I like I I really like Polaris and I like Gambit. Quicksilver's okay. Be interesting to see what Danger's been up to. Ugh, no, that's the one part I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> well, but she just she had this big role in Uncanny X-Men with um, her and Unit and what was he was really controlling her and then just gone. No, no, no explanation. So I want to know what happened. Everybody's fine. You know what? We got mad at Professor X because he forsook danger. But I, I don't really care about her. <laughs> <laughs> Which ultimately led to Professor X's demise. Yeah. What a jerk. Okay. All right. Inhuman. Wait, you didn't tell me what you're going to do with all new X Factor. I like, I like uh, Peter David, so I'll probably read it. All yeah. the way. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter what characters they give him. I'll read it. I mean, because I think he's, he does well with any of the characters he's given. Yeah. No, he, he's he's a great writer. I wish he kept Madrox, but, you know, what can you do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right, Inhuman. Yeah, I'm going to read that. Okay, why? Because that's where Marvel is going. So yeah. <clears> we're going to have to I'm not going to know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason. I don't like Fraction on team books. Nope. And I don't I don't like the concept of the inhumans coming and becoming The only thing or the only thing that I think could be cool about it is if all of a sudden the marginalized become the inhumans and the mutants are now mad because they're not marginalized anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. No, we were the ones that were being <laughs> prejudiced against. Yeah, I, but but what we said is what also sucks, too. Because if we don't follow it, then we're not going to know what's going on. So whether we like these characters or this writer or whatever, this is the direction Marvel's going. So we really don't have a choice. We have to read this, you know? I think that they're going to go this way for probably five to ten years, and then they'll be done. They'll go back to mutants. I think it will depend on the movies. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, Avengers, will Avengers be the top Marvel books for the next 10 years or the next 20 years? Or will Inhumans and Guardians of the Galaxy be the next Avengers and X-Men, you know? Right. 
I don't know. All right, She-Hulk. Uh, do you know the team on this? Um, I looked it up. I'll probably not read it. <laughs> really? I thought you liked this character. I do like She-Hulk, but I, what's been said about her has been said. You know, She's I... a lawyer. She's kind of off the beaten path. She sometimes breaks the fourth wall. That's great. Uh, can you reinvent her in a different way, or is this just going to be the same old, same old that, again, didn't work? It's Charles Soule and Javier Pulido. <laughs> so Charles Soule is the guy who's writing Thunderbolts right now, which uh, his first issue was good, but his uh, Infinity tie-ins have been terrible. Are you going to read it? I don't know, man. Um, I'll probably read the first arc, and I'll try, but it's going to have to be something pretty special because I do not care about this character at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, blah. Uh, Black Widow. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick up Black Widow. Okay. How about you? Um, probably for a while. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how this, this writer does. Is it Edmondson? I, I don't have any of the writers in front of me. Let's see here. Yeah, it's Edmondson. He, he does a lot of uh, espionage stuff that's supposed to be pretty good. So, And he's also writing Punisher, um, which I know I'm skipping ahead in the list here, but Punisher, are you going to read that? No. Okay, I'm definitely reading that. I love the Punisher. So, <clears throat> um, Ms. Marvel? No. <laughs> no. <clears throat> I'll, uh, if it turns into... Kieran Gillen's Young Avengers, then I'm going to drop it like it's hot, as they say. Oh, you and your... You're always hanging out with the kids. You know? Oh, the kids. Yeah, yep. no, I'm not. It's, I love Ms. Marvel. I love Carol, but, uh, you know, whatever. No, this uh, is not This is Ms. Marvel, the teenage Muslim character. I know, I know, but that's oh. what I mean. Like, I read it just because I... Hopefully, eventually, this character will die and Carol <laughs> will, will get it. Oh, because you hate Muslims. <laughs> oh, oh, is that what I just said? <laughs> I hope the Muslim dies. No, I hope that any character that's not Carol Danvers, who is pretending to be Ms. Marvel, will eventually die. <laughs> that's awful. That's <laughs> not awful. Okay, moving on. All right, Loki, agent of Asgard. No. No, I, me neither. No. This is stupid. <laughs> what? Isn't it? Just am I missing something? Uh, I don't know. I'm not really. Oh, you know what? Let me let me talk real quick about Thor again. Two <laughs> things. Two things I didn't like. Hogan was not in the movie because he had to film. He's filming another movie called Forty Set Ronan Forty Seven with Keanu Reeves. Oh, he's in that. That looks so stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's like a poor man Thor of the Ring. <laughs> And that was filming at the same time. So that's why he just did the beginning part and that scene was there. And then he stayed on his world. Oh, that's so dumb. I thought his world was Asgard. Uh, not in the cinematic universe. Uh, okay, and then Fandral? He was played <laughs> by a different actor. And this one totally sucked. No, this guy was... this. He was a much better Fandral. No, you're wrong. <laughs> he did great. Anyway, I didn't like those things. Why didn't they get the original guy? Uh, 
not. That was like a long time ago. This the the guy that played Fandral this time was originally supposed to be Fandral, but it didn't work out. So then when it did work out, he came back. Yeah, but it was such a small part. Why don't you just stick to the same dude? Well, if it was such a small part, Andy, why are you having a conniption about it? I'm angry. I'm an angry person. <laughs> Over <laughs> this, the tiny role of Fandral. <laughs> yes! He looked completely different, and I didn't like no, He didn't? Yes, he did. <laughs> He has a blonde goatee, his blonde hair, and wears green. He looked exactly the same. His hair, his his face was darker complected. <laughs> it's true. Oh my gosh, you're such a baby. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like Don Cheadle and Terrence Howard. That was a big difference. That was, you're right. Yeah, no, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Vandrell had like three lines of dialogue. Yeah, but Don Cheadle's so much better than Terrence Howard. Well, yeah, I'm saying that is a big... I just didn't get my panties in a twist over Fandral. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, all new Ghost Rider. No. I'll give it a go. Um, the last Ghost Rider by Rob Williams was awful because they were like, oh, it's not really Ghost Rider, it's a girl. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was terrible. All right, all new you, Invaders. You like that X-Men issue. What X-Men is you? When uh, the girl Ghost Rider meets the X-Men, that annual or that point one or whatever. Oh, yeah. No, I did. Yeah, you're right. That was crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, all new Invaders? Are you kidding me? No. It's got... It's got... Uh, it's got Winter, Winter Soldier in it. Yeah? I'll give it a go. I'll try it. <laughs> okay. Avengers Undercover. Avengers Undercover, what's that one again? It's the follow-up to uh, Avengers Arena. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely be reading that. Okay. Um, Avengers World. Wait, are you not going to answer these anymore? Oh, uh, I've, I've, I'll, I have read Avengers Arena every issue. Okay. So I will continue to read Avengers Undercover. Are you going to do all new Invaders? Um, yeah, I'll give it a go. Oh, yeah, you said that. Yeah. You keep make, When you say give it a go, I think of Lady Marmalade. I don't know what that means. The, the song. I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> what, is, what does give it a go mean? <laughs> it's a line in the song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that from that Moulin Rouge? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Love is, uh, love is a many splendored thing. That's a different song. All you need is love. That's definitely a different song. All right. Anyway, no, that's what Ewan McGregor says to whoever. Okay. Okay. Let's get off of this. All <laughs> right. Uh, Avengers World. Yeah, I'll pick that up. Now, is this a new? This is a new title because Avengers is going to continue as twenty-four and be Rogue Planet, and Avengers World is going to be co-written by. Uh, Spencer and Hickman. And Spencer's currently doing Secret Avengers. Now, I think... Does this take the place of New Avengers, or are we going to continue with New Avengers? I think it's just a new... I think it's a new title. Is it going to take the place of Avengers Assemble? Let's hope. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, why not shove as many Avengers books down our throats as possible? No. No, let's, let's not do that, Marvel. 
Don't listen to Jared. I was being sarcastic. Um, Electra. No. <laughs> Are you? I like Zeb Wells. I'll give it a try. Do you like Electra? Um, not particularly. No. But he, she was in that Savage Wolverine run with Zeb Wells writing. Yes, and Joe Mad. Right, exactly. Um, Iron Patriot. No. I'll probably pass on this. Uh, I have not been able to read a War Machine book in quite some time. No, no, it's Iron Patriot. Right, right. It's the same thing. Uh, New Warriors. No. Really? It's by Yost. Um, yeah, but I don't like them. I, I, I'll read it. I want Yost to write the X-Men. Yes. Don't write New Warriors or Scarlet Spider. Write the X-Men. Fix the X-Men, Yost. <laughs> Silver oh. Surfer by Dan Slott. No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a Dan Slott book I would probably like. Why? Because... He can write goofy stories and it not really matter. And Mike Allred is going to be the artist on it. And Silver Surfer, you can do a whole lot of wacky stuff with him. And the guy has enough power to make it worth it. Whereas Spider-Man, he had to concoct a way to get Spider-Man to have all these powers and everything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I like that. And you're a big Mike Allred fan. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Um, X-Force. Yeah, I'll give it a try. It should be... I don't know. Ugh. Marrow, you know? I know. She should have been dead in Uncanny 325 and never heard from again. <laughs> um, I have all right. two hearts. <laughs> you do not have two hearts. <laughs> That's a lie. I know. <laughs> all right. Uh, Captain Marvel, Fantastic Four, and Secret Avengers, I think, are all restarting at number one. Yeah. It's, I probably won't read Captain Marvel unless I find some, you know, extra 25th hour in a day or something. <laughs> Fantastic what? Four, I'll give a try. Uh, Secret Avengers, I don't know. I'll probably read the first arc and then decide. It has not, it's been striking out every, no writer has made that succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, uh, Spencer is coming the closest, I think, to making it succeed. But. Well, it's just trying to be a... Co- I mean, there was a Black Ops team of X-Men called X-Force that Wolverine led for a little bit. And that was great. And Marvel's just, like, rehashing and rehashing this this concept over and over and over again. They need to just let it go. Well, the one thing I like about the Secret Avengers that's going on right now by Spencer is that it taking, it's, take, it's becoming more geographic and it's becoming more, you know, if we did this and it would have these political ramifications, which... You know, kind of makes the Marvel Universe become more real to me. Um, but I think he's he's definitely going to bring that to his Marvel World or Avengers World book. So mm-hmm. I don't know what Secret Avengers is going to be anymore. Well, it's a secret. <laughs> wow. But you'll have, I mean, with you cataloging all your, you know, saving that time from cataloging your books, you'll have time to read Captain Marvel. Sadly, I can't read and watch tv at the same time anymore yeah but i mean when you were when you were you know spending that time to catalog looking down at your screen you can be you know reading (laughs) oh i got you oh i get it (laughs) 
All right, you ready for uh, John with Jared? Yeah, we can give it a go. Oh. <laughs> Going with Jared. All right, Jared, I have ten questions. T- Andy, what? Ten questions? <laughs> yes. What? Okay, number one, your least favorite Tina song. Oh, um, probably The Chicken. The Chicken. Okay, I've never heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to come up with that one to use as a Tina award. Well, somebody who runs away, right? Yeah, I guess you could, yeah. And done. Okay. Uh, <laughs> top three qualities that you see in Jennifer. Oh, well, she loves Jesus. Um, she is extremely compassionate. And she's... Gorgeous as all get out. <laughs> Good. Number three, who is your all-time favorite comic book writer? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Chris Claremont. I, I was wondering if you were going to pick him. All it, right, number just, four. I mean, a lot of his recent stuff hasn't been the best. Uh, <laughs> I just, I mean, that's just fact. You know, you look at his stuff, but when you go back and read his uncanny run from, the, you know, the seventh, 1975 all the way up to 1991, like he not only wrote X-Men, but he rewrote how comics are thought of and made from time traveling to storylines to leaving a, a plot device in one issue and not coming back to it for 15 years. So I can't, you can never dispute that. All right, all right. Uh, number four, if you could write any book marvel book what would it be and what would the basic story be oh we would be writing an x-men proper title and it would fill in the little gaps of time and take place back when the x-men were good (laughs) like in the early 90s it'd be like secondary stories to what happened so you would write an incontinuity but out of timeline story or book yeah huh like iron man legacy it was well you know i never read iron man legacy but yeah basically it would be stories that take place in between the issues kind of like what chris claremont did that with x-men classic is it would reprint an x-men title and then the back 12 pages would be a story that took place that we just didn't hear about gotcha all right Number five, what is your passion? My passion? Um, well, I think my number one passion is for the world to know that Jesus Christ died and rose again for their sins and that they can have eternal life through, through trust and faith in him. I mean, that's my ultimate passion would be that everybody would come to have a saving grace by putting their faith in, in Christ. Um, I think that's a very spiritual, maybe more than maybe what the question was, but ultimately that's my passion. But um, secondarily, my passion um, is just to be able to live my life in a way that honors God and uh, is as pleasing to him as possible. Okay. All right. I like those answers. 
Number six, top five favorite X-Men. Um, X-Men members or characters? Uh, members. Okay. Um, well, Storm's number one. Clearly. Uh, I really like Dazzler. Um, I really like Forge. Two more. I think Polaris is pretty cool. Good. And probably go with Nightcrawler. <laughs> okay. All right. right on. <laughs> it's a weird group. <laughs> they could be your favorite, but they don't have to be a functional team. Oh, no. They'd be an awful team. It's <laughs> really boring. <laughs> okay. What is your all-time favorite comic run and why? Uh, my favorite run would probably be uh, the Jim Lee run on X-Men. Probably X-Men 1 up to uh, 18 or 19. I know Jim Lee wasn't there the whole time. Jim Lee was there, Chris Claremont, Fabian Nicieza. But that that early group, that was just, that was the group that was the X-Men animated series for the most part. You know, it was just, Great stories. We had Omega Red show up, the death of Magneto, Asteroid M, Dazzler and Longshot show back up, Executioner Song. It was just like, bam, bam, bam. It was really reminiscent of the way Claremont did things because it was like uh, Proteus shows up, Shadowcat shows up, then we go to Dark Phoenix, then Days of Future Past, Magneto. It, it's like, it was just one thing after the other after the other. And, um, so, yeah, that's what I would say. I know that's a long answer. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Um, one goal in your life? Uh, one goal in my life is to be financially free. And what does that mean? Um, not having to uh, worry or think about where the next dollar bill is going to come from. Okay. Um Favorite solo character? Not on, a, not on a team. Oh, not on a team? <laughs> not, not normally on a team. How about that? Okay. Favorite solo character not normally on a team. My goodness. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, Andy. You know, you got... Hulk. I like Hulk. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. All right. Um, and number 10, what religion are you? <laughs> I'm a Buddhist. I, I, I think we already established that. I, I'm a Bible-believing, Christ-following Christian. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's good. You did You did great on this, this uh, episode of John with Jared. Thank you. Thank you. And do you notice how I didn't ask for clarification on every question? Not everyone. Yeah. But yes, I did notice that on some you did. Because I could have done more questions with you last week, but I knew it was coming. You said, I have <laughs> six questions. I have six questions that will take us 45 minutes. They're not supposed to be a dissertation. <laughs> hey, man. If what I'm going to answer what? correctly. It depends on what the means. <laughs> <laughs> I... I... <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer. Okay, we're moving on. Do you know we have questions from no. our fans? No, uh, go for it, man. 
We have a question from Frank Johnson, and Andy will like this one. Oh, I can't wait. It says, how close are we to seeing all the villains get their act together like in Old Man Logan? First of all, <laughs> Old, Man, Old Man Logan was not in continuity, so we're, that didn't take place. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, your measuring stick there is is in error. <laughs> Why in the world was it in the proper Wolverine title? I don't know because Mark Miller decided, hey, here's a good idea. I'm gonna execute it so poorly, and <laughs> so stupid. I think maybe Frank is asking more along the lines of maybe like acts of vengeance. I would say right now in Fantastic Four, you got Annihilus, Kang, and Doctor Doom working together. Mm-hmm. Um, so when are they going to get their act together? No, I think the closest we got was like the Intelligentsia w- during that whole Hulk thing with Jeff Loeb and um, War of the Hulks or World War Hulks or whatever it was. Um, and that didn't really turn out all that hot. So yeah. I don't think they're ever... I, I think you're going to... You're constantly going to see egos and uh, pride and control be all these villains undoing. They're never going to agree on a single objective. Yeah. And if they do, they're going to be glory hogs. And so I don't think it's ever going to work. I mean, you, you know, like when you say, when are they going to get their act together and and do what? You know, to what end? Like the uh, the heroes, their act together is to keep the peace and protect people. So they're all pretty much on the same page. It's just how they do that. Well, if all the villains wanted to rule the world, then they would eventually have to fight each other. Or if all the villains wanted just all of reality totally decimated, or, you know, that would be an easier thing to agree upon. Well, I'm just, I'm going to go and kill everybody in the North American continent. You go start on South America and, you know, eventually there'll be seven of us left and we can take each other out Avengers arena style. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, I think two things. I think we kind of saw it with um, Norman Osborn's Illuminati in kind of the, the villains having their shot to get it together. But I think the thing that separates Marvel's villains from DC's villains is that the majority of Marvel villains don't perceive themselves as villains. And that's what makes them not be able to to group up and, and get along and and form this super huge alliance of, you know, 40 or 50 villains, because what they're doing is what they believe is right. Whether it be, you know, Magneto is um, believing his way is the best way, or Apocalypse believes that the strongest will survive. He doesn't think he's necessarily bad, but this is how he believes things should be run, and so he tries to orchestrate the strongest will survive. Uh, Doctor Doom believes that he just wants to rule the world, not with a villainous hand, but because he knows what's best. And, I mean, there are villains that, like Sabretooth. You know, he's just a cold-blooded killer. Bullseye. Those are straight-up bad, bad dudes. But I would say 95% of the Marvel villains don't believe themselves to be villains. That was a good answer. I like your Illuminati answer, too. Thanks. We got one more question. Okay. Um, from Bonnie K. Oh, boy. Um, Annie, Andy, are your wife and kids home without you? Um, I assume so, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's your mom, isn't it? 
yes, that is my mom. Yes. <clears throat> she, um, you know, I don't always announce that I'm going to be doing these because I, I feel like she's constantly like, what are you doing off not taking care of your family? Talking about comic books with Jared Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> For real? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't need to get you in trouble. <laughs> hey, we got, hey, we have, uh, speaking of which, good transition. We have another one. I just got texted a question. Uh, it says, well, if you do questions, a- ask Jared why he's so mean to you. And then it said, LOL, and then ask, who do you think are the two most misused characters in the Marvel Universe? Ooh, and and that's from Bonnie Kay, isn't it? No. Okay, first of all, why are you so mean to me? (laughs) That is totally from Jackie or your mom. (laughs) I'm not mean to you. I talk like this to everybody. (laughs) Oh, okay, so you're not mean to me. You're mean. (laughs) I'm just straightforward. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll answer the most two mi- most misused characters in the Marvel Universe. Peter Parker and Doc Ock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to argue that. Well, I think um, Scott might. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. He's going to... He would say Marrow and uh, Professor X. <laughs> I, would, I would i think i agree with you um but i think also wolverine is really misused and i mean any of those characters that have their own title or multiple titles i think are misused because there's only so much story so they end up going in these stupid directions or making up junk that you <laughs> won't see on somebody that's part of an ensemble you know yeah <laughs> making up junk well, they do. They just make up junk. It's junky. You crack me up. All right. Are you ready for current events? Well, so do you think I'm I'm mean to you? No, I, I find you quite humorous. Okay. I see. I think you're mean to me. I, I, I have to say that you're not mean to me or else you'll hit me. <laughs> you're mean to me because you're not going to come see me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I, listen, if we're driving and it's like a 24-hour drive, I don't know how much my kids can handle. There's this thing called uh, NyQuil. <laughs> There's, there, uh, Benadryl is uh, it, what you need. Uh, exactly. It really helped at the daycare. When Jackie I wanted to. Jackie wanted to take the red car, which is a Toyota Corolla, and she's like, we, it, "It'll be fun. We'll all be close together." And I was like, "We have the van just for this, so we have a yeah. buffer seat, you know?" <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> I love my kids, but I mean, they they're loud and they they shout in my face all the time. <laughs> and you can put up like the cage wall between the front seats and the kid. Yeah, I'm still working on installing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell totally, like a police car. You could put some chicken wire up. <laughs> I, I could. I could put some chicken. I have plenty. <laughs> okay, now current events. Yes. All right, we're going to hit two issues tonight. Uh, All new X-Men number 18 and X-Men number 7. So I'll go first, huh? All right. All right, all new X-Men number 18. Where we left off with the Battle of the Atom, the Brotherhood of Evil tried to get uh, get the all new X-Men to return to their time, but the universe would not let them. 
Kitty was the only one that stuck up for the team and wanted to let them make their own decisions, but the rest of the Jean Grey school faculty effectively forced the team to try to return to their own time. Although this was unsuccessful, Kitty, feeling betrayed by her teammates, left to join Cyclops at the new Xavier school. The rest of the all-new team followed. And then we start this issue. Magic teleports the new team to the Weapon X facility, the last place anyone would look for Scott's X-Men. The new team meets the Cuckoos and the rest of the team and settles in. Young Jean and the Cuckoos have a brief run-in, and we see further separation of the three remaining Stepford Cuckoo sisters. Uh, We skip, which I think is going to play a role in the future. Uh, We skip to a scene with the young beast talking to Magneto and we get some good character interaction with Hank trying to understand Magneto as a good guy and if he really fits in uh, with what they are doing at this new school. Uh, This exchange is cut short by Gene coming in to talk to Hank. Hank is still angry about Gene taking off with Scott during Battle of the Atom. Uh, There is a very interesting love triangle developing here that plays off of some really early X-Men lore, I believe. Um, next we go to magic and kitty talking about the decisions to bring the young, the decision to bring the young team here. Uh, their conversation then degrades to them talking about Iceman breaking up with kitty and subsequently how they both miss Colossus in an intimate, but humorous moment. Ileana moves to hug kitty and she falls through her as kitty phases defensively. Uh, they seem to be on their way to mending their relationship. A few hours later, the team actually 41 hours later, The team reassembles for a team meeting and training. Kitty instructs them that they need to pay attention and that they need to learn as best they can because their mission is to make uh, make the world better today than it was yesterday and they will reach out to humans and mutants alike that need help. However, during this team lecture, Gene, Scott, and Hank all start getting distracted about their little love triangle. Uh, Gene hears all this telepathically and can't take it. Her outburst propels her up into the air and Kitty tries to coach her down from her levitation. Angel swoops in to catch Jean as she falls to the dismay of both Scott and Hank. Suddenly, Hank gets an alarm from his portable link to Cerebro, and there is a big problem in Florida. Kitty ominously lets the team know that playtime is over. All right. What you think? No, you're reviewing this, bro. Okay, well, I really, really liked all the uh, character interaction with this issue. I thought... First and foremost, I uh, like I posted on Facebook, I think that, that Kitty is really growing into a real good team leader and a good coach. And I like to see her in the forefront. Her power set is very useful, but I think what her main um, positives and attributes are is that she, she was new and underestimated being an X-Men, and now she's taking that knowledge and applying it and pushing it forward to this new team to help them out. Um, so I think that she's doing a great job. I love the the character interaction between uh, Hank and Magneto and the new team and the, the old team. And it's really interesting to see how their motivation is going to jive with Scott's because it's really not the same thing at all. Mm-mm. And it's not the same thing as uh, Wolverines either. You know, Scott is saying, okay, well, we're going to help mutants and a war is coming and they hate us and we're going to uh, we're gonna take them and train them. Uh, Wolverine is saying, all right, mutants, we're going to try to live as best we can here. We're going to train for defensiveness, but we're not going to go on the offensive and we're going to, you know, kind of assimilate you into a subculture 
uh, a, a normal life through a subculture. Well, Kitty is really putting together a superhero team. She's got the only superhero team. We're going to go out, and when there's a problem, we're going to help mutants. We're going to help humans. We're going to be the team that trains to go out into the field. I love it. If this this uh, this issue finally made me understand that the all-new X-Men title wasn't an adjective of the book. It was an adjective of the team. Like, when I picked up all-new X-Men, I thought, oh, well, this is, you know, a new take, uh, a new X-Men book, the next step in the X-Men book, you know? Yeah. No, they're talking about, okay, this is the all-new team, so this book is going to follow this team. They are the main characters for for the book. And so you got... You got Wolverine, the X-Men, following his team, obviously. And actually, that's uh, that's shutting down, and amazing X-Men is going to take its place. And so that's going to follow Wolverine and the school and the faculty. And then Uncanny is going to follow their mission, but, you know, Scott's team, and developing these new characters. And then All New is is going to focus on uh, the young team. So I... I, I love it, man. I think it's great. I, I really don't like uh, Wolverine the X-Men. Um, I don't know if I'm going to like Amazing because to me that, that story is boring. Like, oh, we're going to you know try to live a normal life and teach you. But mm-hmm. these other two stories that are going on are, uh, are really interesting. What do you think about the cast being as large as it is? For which book? For All New. I counted 18 people. I think the cast is um, six people, and that's it. Everybody else is moving in and out of the book. Oh, okay, because Cyclops' team is basically going to be an uncanny. Right, and so they are they are incidental characters in you know, the all-new X-Men's book. Gotcha. Just like, I didn't know this, but just like Wolverine and his faculty were incidental characters, because I thought they were the main characters, but I was wrong. Yeah, okay. So I think that I mean I think that's really interesting. I think that's very smart of Bendis to do that. Yeah. Plus I love the new costumes. <laughs> but not beasts. No, that headgear is ridiculous. I know. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, it was okay. It was <laughs> okay. It was okay because I'm just not I'm not down with Kitty's uh the way that Kitty's acting. That just doesn't strike me as Kitty just up and leaving, you know, Wolverine and the X-Men and and uh, fighting so hard to keep them there that she's basically going to go join up with the enemy uh, and also live in the place where Wolverine was tortured. To me, that seems a little bit out of her character. See, I don't know if she's joining the enemy as much as getting away from outside influences. Yeah, but I think it's there's a pretty... I mean, there's this that whole schism. The line was drawn pretty pretty thick you know wolverine's team is the enemy to scott's team and vice versa right but i don't think she's on scott's team i think she's just bunking with them but the way that she was talking to scott when she punched his shoulder and gave him that smile i was like no (laughs) no that's not kitty so that makes me think she is on his team because of that interaction Hmm. does that make sense i think that she is just I mean, her and Wolverine were supposed to be really close, right? Yeah. I think she's just hurt. She's hurt by Iceman. She's hurt by Wolverine. And she's going to the only alternative she can think of where she knows that she'll be, you know, have some sort of respite from yeah. uh, from being attacked all the time where she can train. 
Yeah, makes sense. Well, I was hoping maybe she could take up the Ms. Marvel mantle and die. <laughs> so. Oh, I see what you did there. You did you? Did you see how I came back around? That's pretty cute. <laughs> yeah, I probably, I mean, you gave it, you, you said this is, you know, one of your favorite issues, and I know you really like the uncanny issue as well. But it was just so-so for me. I thought uncanny was okay. Um, I like them, you know, exploring a, a certain character and then moving on. And, you know, I like it when it slows down. Unfortunately, because of the events that happen all the time, you have to keep the story progressing. But, I mean, really, if you look at Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man run, he went as slow as he wanted. And it's a great it's a great run, you know? Yeah. So I think that's going to be the hardest part writing these uh, writing these books. He has to keep up with the the uh, the politics, if you will, of the six one six. That was great. <laughs> that was awesome. Did you see the six one six reference in the Thor movie? No, I heard about it. It's on the board. Yeah, there were there were a ton of references, but the six one six thing. It's like Jennifer, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> So. Yay! Alright, well, let's move on to X-Men number 7. Okay. The issue opens with us meeting Anna Cortez, the daughter of an extremely wealthy father who has passed away. She arrives home in Colombia and meets with a lady named Rico. She injects Anna in the back of the neck with the essence of Lady Deathstrike. As the days pass, Deathstrike gets familiar with her new body and then injects nanites into her system to give her a more classic Lady Deathstrike appearance, complete with long talons for fingers. Over at the Jean Grey school, Storm lets Jubilee know that the adoption for Shogo is going through without complication. Just as Jubilee is about to become overtaken with happiness, Monet appears to squash that excitement by thanking Storm for the extended stay at the Jean Grey school. Monet heads to the gym but ends up at the lab with Beast and Karima. The Omega Sentinel functions in Karima have been rendered inert, and Monet and Karima decide to take their recent brushes with death as something in common while they head out for a jog. Apparently wanting the Omega Sentinel technology for herself, Lady Deathstrike is headed toward the Jean Grey school when she spots Karima jogging. A battle ensues and ends with Karima wounded, Monet realizing Lady Deathstrike is back, and Lady Deathstrike herself fleeing to battle another day. Monet updates the team with the current situation. She agrees to help out the team however she can. Jubilee isn't a big fan of this idea, and Rachel continues to jab at Storm. To close the issue, Rico informs Lady Deathstrike that she would be more interested in Archaea instead of the Omega Sentinel technology. She agrees, and starts to form her own evil lady team, with the first member being Typhoid Mary. So, that was X-Men 7. <laughs> yes, what'd you think? I thought it was okay. I think, I think it was kind of setting up a lot of stuff with this issue. So I think the jury's still out for where this is going. I mean, I love the first four issues of X-Men. Uh, X-Men five and six were all about battle of the atom. So I don't really count those. So I'm interested to see where wood is going to go. Um, especially with the new team dynamic. Um, Kitty's gone. There's no mention of rogue and where she headed off to. That would have been nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just kind of, kind of keeping uh my judgments in check because i want to see where this goes as i feel like this was mostly just a setup issue you know yeah 
I mean, rumor. I mean, we'll find out on Wednesday, but rumor has it that Rogue is the one that bites the big one in Uncanny Avengers. So that would explain why she's not here. But I definitely would have loved to there to be some sort of fallout about Kitty being gone or an explanation. I mean, we know where Kitty went, but there's zip for Rogue. Wait a minute, Rogue is supposed to die? That's the rumor. One of the Avengers is supposed to die in Uncanny Avengers. Oh, I didn't even know that. Was that where are you reading that from? That's I mean that's been out for since the solicitations came out months ago. Wow. Hmm. Oh. What well, about you? It's not Sentry, probably. <laughs> no, he's not an Avenger. He was. Yeah, but they're talking about one of the current cast members. I know, but Sentry's in that book. But not as a cast member. No, you're right. You're right. He's the bad guy. Yeah, that's a shame. It really <laughs> is. I like this book. Uh, I think it's fantastic that finally Dotson's on this book. It makes sense. Why? Dotson on an all-female book. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's fantastic. And uh, I think it's a good setup issue. I, I do agree that it is a setup issue. I like Monet. Um, she had a familiar feel to her because Dotson and Pacheco, I think, are... No, not Pacheco. Um, Wood. I, I don't know. I forgot her name. Lu, Lupacino. Dotson and Lupacino's art are very similar. Oh, okay. Um, I thought it was interesting that they went back to the first arc and so battle of the atom kind of he took a little break and he played along even though they i didn't like those issues but now they're going back to our archaea so it wasn't like a one-off note I, I i like that how he's tying it back me too but that's i mean that's basically it i thought the art was clean i liked that they're they're kind of I like that he, she said, okay, well, so what's the name of this team? And they're like, well, what do you mean? We're just X-Men. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. I I think it's interesting, the whole Lady Deathstrike thing. Um, I think this this demonstrates a really good uh, problem that Marvel has right now with people not taking dead means dead. Like, it just doesn't mean anything. Because, like, we're, I mean, we saw Lady Death Strike in Uncanny X Force. Wolverine burned her to death, but she was out, but somehow she was able to upload her consciousness into a computer before her body died. And then she showed up in Ends of Earth with Spider Man and killed the kangaroo. And then she appeared in Secret Avengers 24, uh, battling Captain Britain. And now she seems to fully, you know, be out of her body and into consciousness only. And be able to be downloaded in the back of people's necks. Did you did you look that up? Yeah. Okay. Because I don't remember any of those. Yeah the the one in Ends of Earth was kind of, it wasn't a, a huge deal, um, but it's it just kind of you know let's have some explanation. It used to be that people would flip out over this kind of stuff, but it's just so commonplace now. That, oh, somebody died, they'll be back, and it's cool if we never explain it or whatever. Well, you know, I bet what uh, some of this stuff is, um, okay, well, let's check with the editor. What's the latest on this character uh, within the X world, you know? Mm -hmm. So the last time we saw him in the X world, because Uncanny X-Force, well, Uncanny X-Force, you said? Or Secret Avengers? 
Uncanny X-Force, when she died, she uploaded her body into a computer. Right, and that's probably what they're going off of. Yeah. They're like, oh, she was in End of the Earth? Oh, she was in Secret Avengers? Yes. Oops. <laughs> only Brevort yeah. knew that. I know. If he was only writing everything. But, <laughs> but yeah. We'll see where it goes. I like the... I, I was I really liked the roster of the first four issues. That was because it was just like classic. It was the team that those those characters were around when I first got into the books. You know, those right. you know Storm, Rogue, and Psylocke were on the X Men. Jubilee was the young tagalong, and then Shadowcat and Phoenix. That's what they, she was called. You know, they were over in Excalibur. And so when I found out that was going to be the team, nobody else. It was so. Perfect. I really wanted to read, you know, volumes and volumes about this group. So there's a little bit of me that's bummed out that, you know, Rogue's gone, Kitty's gone, we got Karima and Monet on the team. But I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm definitely, my interest is peaked because I know Typhoid Mary's on the team uh, with Lady Deathstrike. And then um, there was an interview somewhere with Wood where he said Enchantress is going to be on the team. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And someone that, someone from the X-Men's past that's super, super mad at them, that's a lady, is going to be on the team. So, I'm not sure who that's going to, I'm thinking it's going to be Madeline Pryor, but we'll see. Oh, that could make sense, yeah. Didn't they try to raise her in the Sisterhood story arc from Kyrian Gillen? Yeah, that or was. Or Matt Fraction? Was, I'm yeah, that was such a weird, <laughs> weird story but yeah she was back then too along with lady deathstrike right yeah that's what i thought and i think that was greg land that was doing the art on that one. Oh yes that was great <clears throat> oh it's fantastic all right, right. well that, yeah. that's it for this i mean I, I am really intrigued um just because these are characters that nobody else is using mm-hmm. and so i like that you know one thing that was weird she said i'm police she said in the in the dialogue, Karima was like, "It's okay, I'm police. I know this, or I can take this." Mm-hmm. Is that a? Is that because she's from India, or is that because is that what we're calling it now? I'm a police officer. I'm in the police force. I, I'm police. Do we say that? Well, I don't. I'm not. I'm not police. <laughs> <laughs> but is I that is that. that how people say it? I'm police. I say. I'm businessman. <laughs> I am businessman. I, I teach her. <laughs> Be a teacher. I don't, I don't know. I didn't even think about that. It was weird. Anyway. <laughs> you you're funny. You pick up the funny the smallest little thing. It just it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Along with Fandrel. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't make sense to me either. <laughs> All right, the Tina Awards. All right, bro. How many you got? Three. I have two. All right. All right. You're you're first. Steel Claw. I have never heard of that one. 
every time I go back and I look at my archives of the clips I've already made, and every yep. time I gotta go look yours up. I'm I waiting for that. I'm, I'm waiting for that time where I'm like, oh, I got them all. Uh, I I doubt it. I always try and get some new ones in there. Yes. Hmm. Steel Claw, Lady Deathstrike, The Return. You there? Yes. Okay. Hello? I haven't heard anything. Hey, hello? 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 Are you there? I'm here. Oh, okay. It says the con- connection speed between you is medium. Okay, Steel Claw. Uh, is it the Lady Deathstrike, the return of Lady Deathstrike? Yes. Ooh, point for me. I'd give you some easy ones. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Here you go, buddy. Break through the barrier. Good song. Break through the barrier. That's hard. <laughs> I don't know why I can't think of anything for break through the barrier. Um, yeah, think about it's 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 one of the two books we read. Don't get <laughs> all, right, all, all riled X-Men. up. All new X Men. Yes. Okay. Um, because magic teleports them new costumes. No. <laughs> no. Oh, because Jean Grey floats. No. She broke through the powers, the barriers of her powers, and float. That's not why I picked it. Um, break through the barriers. <laughs> yeah, singing it is going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm trying to stall. <laughs> uh, because Kitty's now on their side. Because Kitty finally is really stepping into the role of being a leader of the team. I was just getting ready to say that. <laughs> Were you really though? <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I am a motherless child. Sometimes I'm tossed and driven, Lord. Sometimes I don't know where to go. Won't own me, so I'll try to make heaven my home. Hmm. I am a motherless child. All new X Men? No. X Men? No. Okay. I pulled an Andy. Oh, you certainly did. All right. I'm a motherless child. Motherless child. Uh, is it one of the new, all new series? All new Marvel Now series? No. Does it have to do with the Thor movie? Yes. Okay, when Freda, Frida died? Friga. F-R-I-G-G-A. Is that really it? Yeah. Oh. Yes, Friga. 
Frigga. Okay. I know. That's how I was saying it, too. <laughs> oh, Frigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when she when she died, they're both motherless children now. Yep. I liked how Loki was still... He was, uh, you know, he still was sad. Yeah, and he put up that whole illusion to make him look like he had it together. And then when it came down, he was just a mess on the floor. Yeah. Yep. I knew. I was like, oh, that dude. I leaned over to Jackie. I was like, that's that's Loki. That's not a guy. That's Loki. <laughs> and then uh, when he's talking to Odin, I'm like, that's Loki. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just in how he sat, you know. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, well, that's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I didn't even think about that. But um, because didn't you see in the corner, like as soon as it shot to the planet where he, he supposedly found Loki, you saw that little illusion, like that little. Hmm. I think uh, I that's think the so. only that's the only way I knew it. I'm not that smart. I just saw it. <laughs> You're smart. <laughs> not that smart. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Paradise is here. Uh, that be for X Men? Yes. Uh, would that be because Monet's at the mansion? Uh, no. Mm. Strike it out tonight. It is something I said during our discussion about this. Oh, I wasn't listening. I'm. I know. <laughs> I made sure that I said it to you. Oh. Okay. So you wouldn't be like, what? Oh. That is be that's because Terry Dodson's on the book. Yes, <laughs> I, I didn't realize you were such a fan. I do. I, yeah, I, I love the Dodson's work. I think I think the only thing that they've done that I don't really like is probably their uh, Mark Miller Spider Man run with um um what was it? Is it Marvel Knight Spider Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why didn't you like that? Uh, I mean, it's not. I didn't dislike it. I just. I don't like necessarily how they draw Spider-Man. Oh, he might be oh. too cartoony. Okay. Yeah. They did a good job on Venom, though. Yeah. Because that was I, the whole that was the whole story arc where uh, Eddie Brock auctioned off Venom. Yeah, I remember that last issue. There were just a million characters because it was like all the bad guys and the Avengers and a lot of characters. It was good, and then they had the run, uh, the Wild Blue Yonder. I don't know if they did that run on it. Do you remember that Marvel Knights Spider-Man Wild Blue Yonder? Wolverine? No, I don't think so. Oh. Hmm. It was about like a Superman character who like who was working at uh, new- the newspaper, the Daily Bugle. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, and they, oh. he found he found his power, and then I think they had to take him out. I, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm not sure who wrote that. I'm thinking it was Reginald Hudlin that wrote it. But that's just off the top of my head. All right, last one. All All kinds of people. What was it? All kinds of people.
all kinds of people. Is it all new X Men? Mm-hmm. Was that a yes or a no? Yes. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Is it because they're throwing all different characters into the same story? You got some from the past, some from the present, some new characters, some magic characters. Yeah. Some yeah. villains. Yeah, very good. Right on, right on. All kinds of people up in that title. <laughs> I counted 18 different people. I did. I was like, oh, is this Avengers? <laughs> All right, well, I think that about wraps it up this evening. Any, anything, any final closing words to say? Oh, um, no. Okay. <laughs> My voice is about to give out. So, All right. we're going to wrap this up. This is Marvel 616 Politics. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our website, marvel616politics, itunes.com slash marvel616politics. No, no, wait. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's not Bitly, bit.ly slash marvel616politics is our iTunes feed. I, I'm sorry about that. Twitter, at 616politics. You can look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. You can also give us a call with with any witty interjections or questions or whatever you want at 616-755-TINA. And of course, we're sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. You can get your all-new Marvel Now titled bundle, 50% off, pre-order. It's a one low shipping rate. And of course, uh, if you use Marvel POL8, you get an extra 8% off. It's one-time use only. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. That's crpsavings.com and also on Facebook at facebook.com slash communityretailpartnership where you can get all of your Office Depot products from K-cups to cleaning supplies to office furniture at great, great discounts. And I think that wraps it up, everybody. You have a happy Thanksgiving. And until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. I heard you chewing on something. Yeah, Jolly Rancher. It's a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> That's that's a good good for your throat. That's uh that'll help me out. <laughs> it totally made um three times as much mucus. I thought it was okay. Nice. I hope that goes on the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>